Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? Doing well. Doing well. Excited uh, for Thursday Night Football tonight. Unfortunately, I'm 1-3, um, but that hasn't stopped me in the past. Last year, I started 0-3, finished the season 10-3, and, and, and took home the championship. So, uh, happy to be alive. That's all. Yeah, I tell people not to panic. I've had I mean, fortunately, I've had pretty good starts to my seasons the past few years. I've started this year three and one, but I have been in the situation where I've had three game losing streaks in the middle of the season. So just because it's the beginning, don't panic. Just stick with the waiver wire. There's as we saw last week, there's plenty of injuries that could happen. Javante Williams went down. He's out for the year. So Melvin Gordon owners are probably happy. We also have an injury to Jonathan Taylor, who's not playing tonight. So hopefully people who had him picked up Naeem Hines. If you didn't and you got to sneak in and get him, good for you. But yeah, I'm pretty happy. I started the year three and one. I picked up Isaiah McKenzie last week on waivers and I started him. He had a solid game for me. I think he had over 12 points before he got, he left the game with a concussion. I don't know if he's going to play today, but my biggest plus was I put Damian Pierce in my flex and he just went off. So yeah. I'm really excited about that. I picked up Josh Reynolds off the waiver wire this week because I think if he does play and I'm on Ross and Brown and DJ Charker out, he's going to have another big game. So I'm very excited. What moves did you make this week, Jacob? You know, I got lucky uh, last week. I wanted to pick up the Eagles defense and I got a, I got a solid bench. So I dropped Allen Robinson and Allen Robinson instead of Melvin Gordon. Um, for, you know, I'm keeping Samaj P Ryan because, uh, Joe Mixon touches the ball more than anybody else. And I think he's due, unfortunately, you know, potentially to get injured. Right. Uh, but I have Melvin Gordon, so I'm starting him tonight. My weak spot is Curtis Samuel. Uh, mm-hmm. I should have traded Curtis Samuel high. Carson Wentz is back to being only able to throw eight-yard out routes. He, 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 you know, he hears ghosts. I know we talked about in the beginning of the season he was doing so well, but they literally cannot move the ball downfield. Okay. And they have fast receivers. They have they have a good offense. It's Carson Wentz. And I, I love Carson Wentz. I want him to succeed. But it's tough when he can't throw the ball downfield. Um, so I don't know. I got Mixon. Mixon at least scored a touchdown last week. Latte Lenny Fournette is in a tough spot. But I don't think he's really in a problem for the rest of the year. Um, Rashad White looks okay. But he, he did fumble that opening kickoff. And that's going to put him in the doghouse in important games. Right? They're not going to put him... You know, Leonard Fournette is still the made back. So, I don't know. I got Pittman. I got Keenan Allen on the bench. Zach Ertz is a beast. Eagles defense is going to run the table uh, for me. So, I feel good. I'm one of three, but I feel good. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't sleep on Curtis Samuel yet. Let's not forget, Washington just played two really tough defenses. Dallas is a top defense. Philadelphia is still a top defense, even though they had a bad week one. They've been shut down ever since. So I wouldn't sleep on Curtis Samuel. They have a favorable matchup this week. The commanders take on the Titans. The Titans had have, have had an up and down year. We saw them get blown out by the Bills. My New York Giants beat them. They were able to beat both the Raiders and the Colts, but they gave a, away pretty, you know, I think over 20 points in each game, maybe 17 to the Colts, but the Raiders still put up 22 points against them. So I wouldn't sleep. I think they have a good matchup this week. I think Samuel will get the ball. I think he gets more targets, I believe, than Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. So if you're going to start Curtis Samuel, I think this would actually be a good week for you. Yeah, I may have to. I have three receivers. Uh, I got Michael Pittman, who's an auto start. I got Keenan Allen, who is hurt. But as soon as he's back, he's back in my lineup. And then I got Curtis Samuel. So, you know, 
I, I agree with you. I didn't, I don't really see Dallas as a great defense, but they are right. That Diggs guy can really play. And the Eagles, oh my gosh, am I excited to have the Eagles defense. I started them with so much confidence last week. And, and I don't know if you knew this, but going into that week, Jacksonville was the number one ranked offense versus oh, yeah. defense. And I was like, oh yeah, that, that's going to last. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, he's, he's really that guy. No, Trevor Lawrence, you're not that guy. Uh, you're not Jalen Hurts. You're not uh, Josh Allen. You're not even close. So I love uh, the Eagles. Jaguars in the previous weeks, they had anomaly matchups. They played the Colts when the Colts was missing, I believe, seven or eight of their starters, including key guys on defense. Shaq Leonard was out that game. <laughs> Michael Pittman was out for the offense. They played the Chargers where the Chargers were missing Keenan Allen on offense. They were missing, missing J.C. Jackson. Justin Herbert shouldn't have even played. He was a game-time yeah. decision. That Joey Boza got hurt in the first quarter of that contest, their left tackle Rashawn Slater. So I didn't read too much into it. That was actually one of my best bets last week was the Eagles minus six. I, I think Jacksonville's a pretender. I think they struggled yeah. this weekend. They are playing the Texans, so that should be an easy win. But I do actually think the Texans playing close. Trevor Lawrence isn't isn't that good. He may have had the game of his life a few weeks ago when they played the Chargers. But again, there was a lot of injuries. So I don't want to read too much into that. I, I well, love that term, pretender. I I, I could yeah. not see. I I I haven't heard that in a while. That <laughs> used to get thrown around so much. Gosh, I, I watch a ton of that. The, the random NFL talk shows, um, you know, on YouTube on the replays. But you know, I saw a clip of Trevor Lawrence being like, "Yeah, we're a really good team," and he said that before uh, they played the Eagles, and, and he had you know he turned the ball over five times. So, and I think he he's got to fix his mentality. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna last, but. We'll see. He's, you know, he's still young. We still have to give him time, but I've never been a Trevor Lawrence fan. I've said that publicly many times on the show. And then the other show that I do with Robert Kowalski. So let's get straight while we're talking about Trevor Lawrence, let's get straight into the quarterbacks that we like to start or sit this week. And let's start with our, obviously our stardoms. So for this week, my stardoms, besides your usual Josh Allen's, Justin Herbert's, but people that you might or might not start. I think Tom Brady is a start this week. He struggled the past two weeks, but let's not forget against the Packers, he was missing his entire receiving core. He didn't have Mike Evans. He didn't have Chris Godwin. He didn't have Julio Jones. Last week he got his guys back, but they were pretty much out of the game against Kansas City from the start. Leonard Fournette really wasn't a factor. This week they have such an easy matchup. They're going against the Falcons. The Falcons have been a bit of a surprise team with two wins, but don't forget their two wins are against the Seahawks and the Browns that have Jacoby Brissett starting for them. So I think Tom Brady comes out. There's no way the Bucs are going to lose three in a row. I think they put up massive points on the Falcons. He's going to have a big game. I also like Kirk Cousins this week. The Vikings are taking on the Bears. The Bears are just a terrible team. I, w- I wasn't even worried about my Giants beating them last weekend. And we beat them without a quarterback, essentially, in the fourth quarter. Daniel Jones went out with an ankle injury. Tyrod Taylor got concussed the next drive, pretty much. They had to play with Saquon Barkley the entire fourth quarter, quarterbacking in the wildcat position. They still beat and covered the spread against the Bears. Kirk Cousins is definitely a star. His chemistry with Justin Jefferson is just phenomenal. I think they're going to put up big points on the board against the Bears. They're going to get a lot of offensive possessions because we see from time to time, Justin Fields is just not a good good NFL quarterback. He's going to turn the ball over. So Kirk Cousins is a top star for me. And I'm going to go back to Matt Stafford. He was a sit for me last week, and rightly so. He didn't have a good game at all against the Niners. He threw a pick six. He, he had a fumble at the end. It wasn't a good game for him. 
I think he bounces back this week. They are playing Dallas, who we mentioned do have a good defense, but I like good teams to bounce back after bad losses, and Monday night was a bad loss. I think he understands he has to spread the ball around, even though on Monday Cooper Cup had a career high in receptions, I think 14 or 15. It obviously didn't do them any good. I don't know if he gets Allen Robinson involved yet, but he's going to get Tyler Higby involved. I think they're going to rely a little more on the run game than they had. So I think Matt Stafford is going to be set up to have a good game. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, geez, that that Monday night game was painful to watch. I don't think I don't think the Rams had a twenty yard play the whole game. Um, it's clear it's it's a Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby offense. Allen Robinson is is not even a, a factor. Allen Robinson doesn't even run his routes hard. I mean, he has you know I mentioned last week he has bad 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 body language. I mean, he doesn't catch the ball. I, I don't know. They paid him $15 million a year to do what? I mean, to clear space for Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as Van Jefferson back is back, Van Jefferson takes over the wide receiver two role. I yeah. think Van Jefferson is, is better than Al Robinson straight up. Van Jefferson's good. Uh, he, he Sometimes he doesn't contest deep balls very well, right? You know, I don't know. In the Super Bowl, right, Stafford threw an end zone shot, and Van Jefferson kind of watched the other guy catch it. He does that a little bit. Um I may be nitpicking because it's pretty hard to be moving full speed and trying to catch a football. Um, But I think Allen Robinson provides a big boost to the Rams offense when he's healthy, a big, big boost. And I do think they bring Odell back and back. I think the Rams actually make some moves again um, mid season. I know I'm not talking about my picks, but I'm a big Rams fan. uh, (laughs) You know, I'm hopeful, you know, that, that was tough to watch on Monday. And uh, one of, one of the people who I live, close to he's a big Cowboys fan and he's already talking shit to me about how bad the Rams were so I have Matthew Stafford as a start too Matthew Stafford plays well in Texas uh, I think this game is in Texas uh yes it's in Dallas and you know the, the so the reason I'm a Matthew Stafford fan is because uh the first football game I ever turned on and watched was because of fantasy and it was in I don't know 2016 I believe when Stafford had that fake spike and Calvin had 329 yards against the Cowboys uh, Stafford shows up in Texas, right? He's from Texas. He plays well in Dome. Oh, correction. It, it's in LA. I just double checked. Uh, well, you know, oh. regardless, and that's even better, right? Uh, but, you know, I didn't see it as a big deal if he was away. Uh, I think I think he does show up. He needs to show up. He has four touchdowns in four games. He had 42 last year. Uh, he He's, I haven't heard booze yet, I don't think. He did just win the Super Bowl, but he's not playing very well. Uh, I thought he played okay on Monday night. Uh, that pick six, you, you can't stare down your receiver like that. And you can't, you know, you got pick six for a reason. So I think Stafford will bounce back. I think he needs to bounce back. Um, and that's a big reason why. Next up is Jared Goff, uh, the, the Detroit kid playing New England. Um, that offense is good. That offense is really good. And if they get some of their pieces back, it only helps Goff, right? I mean, TJ Hawkinson went off last week. Uh, 179 yards, most most yards ever by a Lions tight end, two touchdowns. Goff is a good quarterback, right? And and it looks like the Lions have a reasonable offensive line. And guess what? The Lions are going to need to put up 35 points every single game, right? Their offense is horrible. So Jared Goff is a really good fantasy quarterback. He may not, you know, if the Lions get a better offense and they're forced to play smarter football, he may struggle a little bit more. But but right now he is big time in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, I'm gonna forget Goff is actually the fifth ranked quarterback this year in fantasy football. Fifth, like he like he's higher. He, these are just some of the names he's higher than. He has more points than Kyler Murray. He has more points than Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz, Tua. 
the guy's good. The only the only four quarterbacks that have more fantasy points than him is Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Pat Mahomes. So if you're if, if Jared Goff is available in your leagues, he, I don't know why he would be available right now. He should be starting if you have him. He's he's been better than just about every quarterback in the league. And they're gonna put up points. People were worried last week when they announced the the injury report when Amon Ross and Brown was out, when DJ Chark was out, they're like, how are the Lions are going to score points? Not only do they score points, they scored 45 points. So this team's going to score. <laughs> Pick up Jared yeah. Goff. Totally agree with you. Well, he's available in my league. But... Don't get him. <laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'll think it was a backup uh, yeah. for when Stafford has his bye week. I think that's <laughs> actually right. I think I should start the Lions quarterback when Stafford has a bye week. I think that's only fair to my fandom. Um, yeah. <laughs> last up is Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he's been not amazing this year, right? He had right. he had a pretty bad game, I think it was week two against the Eagles, but he's still Kirk Cousins, right? He's still got Jeff- Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen's going to catch a touchdown every other game. Um, there's no reason to to panic really, and against Chicago, a divisional game where Chicago is so bad, and the Vikings need a statement. I think he could go big. Um, but, you know, generally, I think he's just a pretty safe play for 250-plus and two touchdowns. So uh, I would start Kirk Cousins. Yeah, we both agree on Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford. I actually think Kirk Cousins has one of his best games this week against the Bears. It's going to be a lot easier competition for them than he's had the past few weeks. So I'm on Kirk Cousins as well. So let's move to our sit So my number one sit is Geno Smith. I know he's been one of the top waiver wire pickups, but Geno Smith, that was his career game that he had he's a journeyman for a reason he's a backup quarterback I know he's starting with a rebuilding squad right now but they were also playing the Lions who not only were they missing the names I just named plus DeAndre Swift on offense but they were also missing several key defensive guys I know the Lions don't have a good defense as it is but they were still missing some of their top starters and the Lions defense in general has given up more points to fantasy quarterbacks than any other team in the league Next up is Miami Dolphins after that. So they were so they were playing a very they had a very tough they had a very tough break. I wouldn't I wouldn't start Geno Smith. He's gonna have a little rougher matchup this week. I'm not a big Geno Smith fan as it is. He's definitely a number one sit for me. My next sit is Derek Carr. I I I keep saying I don't know why I had any other expectations for Derek Carr than I should have I've never been a huge Derek Carr fan not as a person I think he's a good guy but I just never seen him as a leader as a quarterback that can take a team to a deep playoff run people conv- tried to convince me otherwise in the offseason especially when they were saying we got Devontae Adams now he has Hunter Renfro he has Darren Waller he's really gonna step out he hasn't He's he struggles still in the pocket. The win I'm I'm not putting a lot of stock in against the Broncos. That was pretty much Josh Jacobs performing and running all over the Denver defense. Derek Carr still makes a lot of mistake at times. I think this week he's going against the Chiefs. He's gonna crumble under pressure. That spread's pretty high. The Chiefs are seven and a half point favorites, and that's a division rival. The the Raiders are a disappointing team. I actually don't think Derek Carr is in their future. Maybe he finishes out the year, but I can honestly see if he struggles starting next season, them moving on from the Raiders, especially with Josh McDaniel there now. He'll want his own guy in. Derek Carr this week against the Chiefs is a definite sit for me. And my last one is Marcus Mariota. He's had some flashes, but let's not forget, like I said, the Falcons have wins against the Seahawks. They have wins against the Browns with with Jacoby Brissett. They were close to beating the Saints in week one. 
but this isn't a good team. This is like, this is a team that is still rebuilding. They have a, young, a lot of young tools. Now they go up against a Bucks team that was pretty much just embarrassed by the Chiefs. You know, the Bucks are going to have a, a really big game. I think this is going to be a blowout. I think Atlanta is just going to look silly. Sit Marcus Mariota. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, so so my first sit is Matt Ryan. Uh, I just think Denver's defense is good. I think, you know, he put up a ton of yards last week. But Denver has an okay pass rush, and that's what Matt Ryan is really struggling with right now. Right? He just does not have the athleticism he used to have. He's re- He looks really skinny, and he looks like he's having a hard time evading pressure. So, you know, I'm a Michael Pittman. He does a great. Yeah, you know, he does. And you don't want your quarterback that skinny, right? That leads to injury. You know, if you get nicked on the knee, you know, that hurts when you're that skinny. Uh, You want your quarterback with a little bit of beef. Um, So I worry about Matt Ryan right now. So You know, he's skinny and he's so old. I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be 40 or or close to it. So uh, he's a sit. Next up is Jameis, right? Jameis, uh, you know, I, I mentioned a few times I don't trust him. I know he's playing Seattle. I know Seattle is is 27th against passing, uh, you know, at four quarterbacks. I just can't trust Jameis. I, I really can't. You know, Quandre Diggs, even though he's on, you know, the Seahawks defense isn't good. Quandre Diggs is a, is a dog, and he's yeah. going to pick Jameis Winston off. Uh, or, or I, some. Think, I think Jameis Winston isn't even playing this week because Andy Dalton started on Sunday for him because he was out. I think he still might be out. I'm not sure. I, I have to check that. Oh, well. But sit him anyway. Well, they definitely don't start him. Definitely start. Uh, don't start Andy Dalton. You know the thing is, Andy Dalton's okay. I actually think Andy Dalton's a better quarterback than James. I agree Winston. with that. Yeah. You know, Andy Dalton's not that bad, and he's and he's actually really good for fantasy, uh, for his receivers. So, you know, Saints have an interesting kind of a, a three-headed receiver situation. So I don't know if I would be comfortable starting any of them, but we'll see how it plays out. Regardless, I wouldn't start a Saints QB. Then last up, I couldn't really find a, a third guy. So I just wanted to reinforce that you should never start Justin Fields in fantasy football. No. I know he may have an okay matchup against Minnesota. They gave up a lot of points um to the Eagles, but you know, don't don't even don't even think about it. Uh I, I will agree with you that that I probably should have put Marcus Mariota here because probably people are leaning towards him a little bit more. Uh, but I wouldn't start him either. Tampa Bay uh has a good defense. You know, it, it was interesting. I don't really see them as having the best defense in the league. But that's what the Chiefs were saying over and over again, and that's what they said in the broadcast. And you know they're probably better than I think they are. I think they got a great linebacker core. So uh, Mariano is going to be forced to stay in the pocket, which is really not good for him. Yeah, to, to reiterate, Justin Fields. If anyone's even has them on their roster, you're crazy. I'm I'm going to be blunt with that. Justin Fields <laughs> is 31st among quarterbacks in fantasy points. 31st. He there's there's 32 teams in the league. That's how bad he is. And the person that ranks right below him is Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy Garoppolo has only played three games as opposed to four games that Justin Fields has. It'd be, Mac, it'd be funny. This it'd is be funny how bad. Yeah, this is how bad this is too. Mac Jones is the 30th ranked court, fantasy quarterback in the league, and he's above Justin Fields. And Mac Jones has only played three games. That's how bad Justin Fields is. Don't start him. Don't even have him on your roster. The guy probably won't even be a starter next year for the Bears. I I I don't foresee it at all. Was he, was he a first round draft pick? Yeah the the Bears actually traded up with my Giants to draft him like I believe eleventh or twelfth overall in twenty twenty one. 
So the chart, yeah, we got an extra first round pick this year that we used on Evan Neal after we drafted Kayvon Thibodeau. So we got a we they they gave up essentially two first round picks for him. So the Bears, but they're the Bears are known to do stuff like that. The Bears traded up one spot years ago to draft Mitch Trubisky. They were, were supposed to draft third. They traded up with the Niners to draft Mitch Trubisky at number two. And the Niners weren't even going to draft a quarterback. And instead, they could have they could have drafted Pat Mahomes that year. They could have drafted, I believe, Deshaun Watson that year. No, they chose Mitch Trubisky. The Bears don't have a good track record with drafting quarterbacks. Those so, are some two horrible picks. Yeah, sorry, Bears fans. And I have a lot of friends that are Bears fans out here. You guys can't get your quarterback right. Don't draft. Just trade for a franchise guy. You're not going to get it through the draft. But, yeah, I agree with you on all your sit-ems as well. Because even uh, if Jameis Winston, which it looks like he's not going to play, and Andy Dalton's going to play, I would still sit Andy Dalton. I think they're going to rely heavily on Alvin Kamara against the Seahawks because the Seahawks don't have a good run defense as it is. So let's move on to running backs. And I'll start first. So my stardoms of the week, uh, the obvious one's Melvin Gordon. I hate I did drop Melvin Gordon prior to last weekend because I needed an extra receiver. And Melvin Gordon pretty much still hasn't done anything except fumble the ball this year. But he is taking over for Javante Williams, who is out. Javante Williams suffered a season-ending injury, so Melvin Gordon will be the number one back. Mike Boone will be his backup. You can expect Melvin Gordon to carry the load. You have to start him. They're going against the Colts. The Colts don't have the greatest defense. We just watched Derrick Henry trample all over them last weekend. I do think Melvin Gordon, as long as he doesn't fumble, will have a good game tonight, and he should definitely be at least an RB, too, I would say, the rest of the year if he if he keeps up his production like he has the past years. My next start is Jamal Williams. It looks like DeAndre Swift will be out again this week. Jamal Williams had a really good game last week against the Seahawks. They're going up against the Patriots this week. Anytime you have a Lions, whether it's receiver or running back, I think it's a definite start. The Lions are going to put up 30-plus points a game. There's a lot of fantasy points to go around. If you have a Lions running back or a Lions wide receiver and they're healthy, start them. And then my last stardom is Damian Harris of the Patriots. We saw he had a pretty good game last week against the Packers. The Packers, we don't know who's starting between Brian Hoyer and their rookie Zappi who filled in for Hoyer after he got injured. Either way, whether it's Hoyer or whether it's Zappi, they're going to run the ball a lot. Detroit doesn't have a great defense as it is. I think Damian Harris is going to find himself a few touchdowns in. So Damian Harris is my other start. How about you, Jacob? Yeah. Um, so, so I have Melvin Gordon here too. Right. I think Melvin Gordon is actually, uh, I think Melvin Gordon could be an RB one for the rest of the season. Okay. I think he still has juice. I, I, I just remember being impressed by how he ran the ball just hard. He just runs the ball hard and yeah, he does fumble a lot. He's always fumbled a lot. Um, but they don't really have anybody else. Uh, I know they have, have, have one other player who's gotten some snaps at running back. But I just think Melvin Gordon's going to see a ridiculous workload. I think he's going to catch five passes a week. Right? He's going to be there three down back because he, he he's a veteran guy. He knows the plays that need to get made. I, I actually that's I held Melvin Gordon for four weeks because just the put potential of of uh, Javante Williams being out meant just so much work for Melvin Gordon, right? And that's someone who who knows how to handle a workload and, and can produce points. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting Melvin Gordon this week. I'm I'm 
I'm ecstatic to watch the game tonight and see what he can do. Um, so he's he's my first start. Second start is Joe Mixon, right? This may be obvious to to a lot of people, but there were a lot of talks about people sitting Joe Mixon last weekend. There or, were. Or, you know, I know he played on Thursday, but a lot of people were saying to, to sit him. I started him. Thank God he got a touchdown on that first drive. Uh, Joe Mixon, he's not a great running back, uh, but what he is is he, he is in the best position possible for a fantasy football running back. He touches the ball more than any other running back in the league. Maybe Miles Sanders will have a week where he touches it more. Nick Chubb, maybe a little bit, but but Nick Chubb doesn't catch the ball like Melvin, like Joe Mixon does. Right? Right. Joe Mixon is going to get four receptions. He's going to have such a high likelihood of a touchdown. He's really underproduced in that side, right? He's been stuffed on the goal line so many times, and they don't they don't use Samaj P. Ryan, right? Samaj P. Ryan in, in week three looked way better than Joe Mixon, and, and Samaj P. Ryan didn't touch the field on Thursday night football, right? He he, I don't think he scored a fantasy point. He may have scored two points. But Joe Mixon is that guy. He has such a high volume share. You know, yeah, he's you're not gonna get it. You're not gonna get what you want for trading him. You, you know, you, you, that window passed, so you might as well start him. And, mm-hmm. and he's gonna get you more touchdowns. He's gonna get you catches. He's gonna get sixty yards. And yeah, he may get a hundred yard game here and there. But I would just keep start Joe Mixon. Uh, it it could be much worse. Baltimore is not specific. You know, not not like some like crazy good at defense right now. Right. So you know. Even further, I would start him. And the next up for me is J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Dobbins was, like, really highly touted in the draft, right? The only reason I didn't draft him or or really consider it is because of the injury, right? And it was clear that injury was not a short-term thing. He just came back last week on, on, I think, a pretty much full workload. And he's caught two touchdowns, or he he scored one and and, and caught another. I think he's in a similar situation to uh, Joe Mixon where he's going to be that main guy in Baltimore, right? It was pretty clear he was that guy. And and as he plays more games, he's just going to get better. I think he has a big week this week. Cincinnati's not particularly good. They're ranked 20th against running backs. Um, so I, I don't know. I think J.K. Dobbins is, is going to be worth what you drafted him at about 40 starting uh, last week and, and now this week. Yeah, I was, high, I was very high on J.K. Dobbins. That's why I did draft him. I believe I drafted him with my fourth pick, if I, if I can remember fourth or fifth, I think it was fourth, but I did have JK Dobbins on my bench last week, just because my running back situation is solid. I have Dalvin cook and Nick Chubb who are definite starts every week. And then for my flex, I put in Damian Pierce, which ended up being the correct decision. Damian Pierce had me had 25 and change fantasy points for me. JK Dobbins blew it away too. He had 22, but three points does sometimes make a big difference in fantasy. So I'm glad I started Damian Pierce. JK Dobbins is going to be an RB one in this league. No, there's no question about it. The the kid is talented. He too bad. We didn't get to see him last year because his, his season ended before it even started, but the Ravens, they are going to, especially with Lamar Jackson, I know Lamar does like to throw the ball more than he likes to run it lately, but they are going to go back to running the ball a lot. And J.K. Dobbins is a number one back. I really, I agree with you. I think J.K. Dobbins is a must start this week for sure. So let's move on to our sit My first sit is Ezekiel Elliott. They're going up against the Rams. The Rams do have a good front seven. They do have a good pass rush. Not pass rush. They do have a good get, uh, good defense against the run their pass rush is what's lacking Jalen Ramsey I don't know what happened to him he gets burnt more times than I can count in every game like Jalen Ramsey I think it's just his mouth and his reputation that people still think he's a premier 
a premier cornerback in this league, but he's not. He's not he's not that good anymore. The Rams, though, behind Aaron Donald, they can stop the run pretty good. Ezekiel Elliott, he hasn't really had a good year at all this year. I I, I just think he's like he's just regressing like no tomorrow. Tony Pollard has had some better games than him. I don't even know if if Ezekiel Elliott should be starting until he does something. He's ranked 30th among running backs in the league. I mean, you have Chase Edmonds and A.J. Dillon who are getting more points. Kareem Hunt even. Antonio Gibson, Brees Hall. They all are getting more points than Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott should be on your bench until he does anything of note. My next sit is Tyler Tyler Algier from the Falcons. I know he was one of the top pickups this week. Everyone was jumping on him after that game he had against the Browns. They are going against the Bucs, though. The Bucs are a very good defense. They're primarily good against the run as well. They have allowed they they have allowed the third least most points to fantasy running backs. He's definitely a sit. So sorry if you did pick him up on your waiver wire. Keep him on your bench again this week. And then my final sit him that I would recommend is Rashad Penny. He's another one had a great game against against the Lions this past week. I believe he had two touchdowns. Ran for a hundred. I want to say one hundred and seventy yards or seventy nine yards. One hundred seventy nine yards, something like that. He's not going to duplicate it this year. The Saints, like the Bucks, the Saints give up the fourth least fantasy points to running backs. I think he's going to struggle this game. So those are my sits. How about you, Jacob? Yeah. Um, I'm going to start off with a controversial one, which is going to be Alvin Kamara. Okay. Uh, you know, he's playing the Seahawks. Seahawks have a pretty bad defense. But the, the, the Saints have, have just a weird offense compared to what the – you know, it was so satisfying watching the Saints with Drew Brees and even more so if you were a Camara owner because you knew he was getting like eight yeah. yeah, and he may just run for 100 yards as well. But they don't operate like that anymore, right? Jameis Winston does not throw the ball to running backs. If Jameis Winston is playing, I think he's a definite sit. I actually think Andy Dalton is a little bit better for Kamara because, you know, he can throw more checkdowns. But first off, you don't know if he's going to start, Right. And then if he does, you don't even know if he's going to get full touches. And based on what he's done this year, it hasn't been that good. Right? right. It, it, it really has. Uh, I would sit him if I owned him and I had some good options. Um, he just he's just not consistent for me. Uh, I would look away from him this week. You know, if he plays a full week, has some good points, you can start him next week. Um, but it's it's a risky play for me this week. Uh, next up is Najee Harris, right? He's playing against Buffalo. Yeah, There's not really much explanation needed there. Uh, maybe he'll catch some passes, but I think it's going to be Kenny Pickett. And I think Kenny Pickett threw – I think he was 10 for 13 last weekend with three interceptions. So yeah, kind of an interesting Pickett. stat line. Was, is that true? I think he had two interceptions, but oh, okay. he had multiple well, interceptions. Yeah, you know, maybe he was 10, 10 for 12. Yeah. Um, he, 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 I think he's okay, but I just – I wouldn't trust – Najee Harris and, and the Pittsburgh offense to do anything against Buffalo. That's going to be a long game for them. Uh, and then I, you know, I finished off with um, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I, I whiffed on Najee Harris. I was so high on Najee Harris before the season. I know I talked him up. I didn't end up drafting him. I drafted Dalvin or Dalvin Cook was my number one running back that I took. But Najee Harris, he's just, it's just been a disappointing season after he came on so strong last year. I know he has a tough quarterback situation. Mitch Trubisky did not do him any favors. Maybe with Kenny Pickett, he gets a little more touches. They're going to protect the rookie. They're not going to have him throw as much, I, I don't believe, as you would think that they will. They're still rebuilding. So 
I agree. They're going against the Bills defense. The Bills have a phenomenal defense. They're probably the best defense in the league. I would definitely sit him. So I'm going to agree with you on Najee. Alvin Kamara is different for me. I would start him. He's been injured. I know that might have affected his production the past few weeks. But I think against Seattle, a team that gives up, I believe that they give up, yeah, the fourth most points of fantasy running backs. I think he could have a pretty good game this week. So that would be the only one I disagree with you there. I would start Kamara. That was that was certainly a bold call. No, uh, no, it is. And you might be right. <laughs> you know, that's the fantasy there. It's so unpredictable. You got to go with your gut. Yeah. So Definitely. let's move on to, yeah, let's move on to to wide receivers. So my stardoms this week, I'm going to go with Corey Davis of the Jets. He finally had a coming out game last week against the Steelers. I had a feeling the Jets receivers were going to get a lot more looks with Zach Wilson at the helm than Joe Flacco. Zach Wilson is their future. They don't mind throwing the ball a little more with him. I think he's a he's a bit more he, – well, he's definitely more youthful than Joe Flacco, but he has a bit more step in the pocket. He's a little more mobile. He can release the ball, so he's definitely not going to just take a sack like Joe Flacco. I think Corey Davis, they have another good game against Miami this week. Miami might be without their top cornerback, Xavier Howard. If so, that's going to open up the passing game a lot for a lot for the Jets. Corey Davis and Zach Wilson, to me, for the Jets, are definitely both must-starts. Another interesting one I'm actually going to go ahead with, and I talked him down for the majority of the year, but Robert Woods. Robert Woods has had double-digit fantasy points, I believe, the last three weeks in a row. He's definitely the number one guy now in Tennessee. The Titans are playing much better after starting 0-2. They beat the Raiders. They beat the Colts this past week. They're going up against Washington this week. The Commanders have a terrible defense. We just watched them surrender. 25 points to the Cowboys. They struggled against the Eagles the week prior to that. They let the they let the Lions put up 36 points against them. I really think that Robert Woods and and Ryan Tannehill do actually have some good chemistry. He found the end zone last week. I believe he found it the week before too. So Robert Woods is a star for me this week. And then if he's healthy, which I think he will be, all signs are starting to indicate that he will play. But Josh Reynolds, I don't think I'm on Ross and Brown and DJ Chark are both going to be back this week. Maybe one of them will, but it doesn't look like both of them will. That's going to open the lane for Josh Reynolds to get a ton of more targets, a ton of more receptions. He had a monster of a game last weekend. And even if Chark and, and I'm on Ross and Brown do play, I still think Reynolds is a start. Jared Goff is going to distribute the ball. He's going to spread it out. All like I said before, all Lions players, whether it's running backs, wide receivers, and even your quarterback Jared Goff, they should be stardoms for you. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I got to say, the Rams really messed up when they traded away Robert Woods and then paid fifty million dollars for Allen Robinson. Yeah, Robert Woods is just straight up better than Allen Robinson. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I was trying to think, you know, <laughs> what 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 were the what was what what did they get for? Robert Woods, I think they got a fifth round pick, but they paid a Rob, I mean, 15 million. So, uh, whatever. I was actually high on Robert Woods to start of the season just because he's the kind of the clear guy to become the number one in Tennessee. I, you know, I didn't draft him because I, I, I don't think he's ever going to be startable, right? I don't, I never hope to have a team where he's, he, I'm relying on Robert Woods, right? Uh, solely because of opportunity to share, right? I focus so much on that and the fact that Tannehill's never going to throw for 300 yards or he's not going to do it very often. And, and, you know, relying on 200 yards and trying to get a 100-yard game out of a, a receiver. Yep. It's, it's hard to do. 
So I think Robert Woods is a good start. He's 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 doing even better than I thought he would. Um, I think for me, Brandon Cooks is a start. Right, that may be a little bit obvious, but I think some people are probably getting tired of, of seeing not so great weeks out of him. I think that the the best is yet to come. Yeah, I, I've seen a, a few commentary pieces from from experts saying you know it, it's a great buy low uh, opportunity because he's he's still getting the targets. He's just not converting, and and he's a, a veteran. He's going to convert eventually. Um, so I think Robert Brandon Cooks is, is someone you can start. Next yeah. up is Chris Godwin, right? We saw Mike Evans went off last weekend, um, but it, you know usually it's a it's a one A one B between him and Chris Godwin. I think Godwin was coming back from an injury, so he was limited in his snap count. But if he's back for a full week, you know, eighty yards and a touchdown against Atlanta, right? The, the Rams tore Atlanta apart. You know, I know they that Atlanta came back at the end because of some fluky plays, but but the 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 Bucks are going to put up thirty five points this week. I really believe it, and I think Chris Godwin will will get a touchdown. Um, yeah. Last up is Devonta Devonta Smith. Yep. Uh, I, I I hope that's how you say it right. Devonta Smith. I yeah. Saw, say it again. Yeah, Devonta Smith. So I saw a uh, funny funny tweet. I think it was from Devonte Adams. Who said, if you ever mispronounce my name, call me Devonta because that dude's a dog. <laughs> it was funny. I loved it. Uh, and, you know, Devonta obviously had a huge week in week three and then kind of threw up a dud last week. Uh, I think, you know, him and AJ Brown, it's kind of a, a, a shitty situation for fantasy owners because you never know who's going to get those, right. those big targets. And we know Jalen Hurts is good. And, and he, you know, he does like his tight end, Dallas Goddard. And then he generally has one receiver that really pops off, right? I think people are are seeing that it's 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 AJ Brown more often than not. But I do expect this to be a big time high scoring game this weekend. I know Arizona ranks well against wide receivers, but I don't really think that's a, 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 an incredible indication after only four weeks. I think this is a high scoring game. I think Kyler Murray needs to show up. I think he will. It's it's two quarterbacks that, that probably have a little bit of a rivalry going. They're similar. They're both beasts. Uh, I would start Devonta. I think he's going to get a touchdown, and I think he'll have some big plays to go along with it. Yeah, I actually like the Cardinals to upset the Eagles in that game. It's being played in Arizona. I feel like this is a trap game for the Eagles. They're just coming off playing in the rain against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I actually think that the Cardinals are starting to turn it around a little bit. Kyler Murray, I think, matches up well against the Eagles' defense with being mobile. The Eagles haven't faced a quarterback like Kyler Murray yet this year that is mobile. I really think that the Cardinals will upset them this week. So I agree with you. It will be high scoring. So Devonta at, Devonta Smith is definitely a start. And I love the Brandon Car- Cooks start too. I've always had a soft spot for Brandon Cooks. I just feel like the poor guy just keeps getting traded and traded and traded. He goes from the Saints to the Patriots to the Rams. Now he's with the Texans. I think it's his third year with the Texans. But Brandon Cooks, he did find his way into the end zone last week. I think he does again this week. I think the Texans do put up a good fight against Jacksonville. It is a rivalry game. So all three of those, I agree with you there. So when it comes to sit Brandon Ayuk I have as a sit this week. No offense to Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo I really like. I like him more than a lot of other people do at quarterback. I think he's a good game manager. But this team is playing on a short week. They played Monday night. Now they have to travel to the East Coast and play Carolina. Carolina is going to be desperate. I actually think that Carolina does step it up. But either way, Carolina, they still have a good defense. Even though their offense hasn't done anything, their defense is still good. I think the Niners are going to utilize the running game a lot more. Debo Samuel seems to have started to settle in. 
He does much better with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. They're going to use Jeff Wilson a lot. I think Brandon Ayuk's just going to be left in the dust for this game. So I think I would put him on the bench. Jerry Judy, I totally whiffed on this guy as well. I really had high hopes for him. I had high hopes for Russell Wilson too. I was thinking Wilson would be an MVP candidate, definitely comeback player of the year. Wilson just looks so disinterested in football right now. He just keeps getting booed upon. I think that they are in trouble tonight. I think the Colts could actually upset them. I am taking the Colts plus three and a half just in case. I'm going to take the points, but the Colts definitely could beat them tonight, Thursday night football. So Jerry Judy, he's a sit for me. And then Julio Jones. I really like Julio Jones a lot, but the guy's too injury prone. I know him going to the Bucs. People kind of equated it to Antonio Brown going there without the attitude. But Jones is a shell of his former self. He can't make the big plays anymore. He belongs on your bench. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, so I'm, I have Jerry Judy here. Um, yeah, you're right about Russell. It looks weird. It, it, it's it's tough to watch because he's always been such a energetic guy. I don't know. Yeah. I you know I, I am happy to say that I, I was saying you know it's Cortland Sutton's year. Yeah, but Jerry. You know I think Jerry Judy he caught a he caught a deep pass maybe a deep touchdown last week. So he he he's just too inconsistent, right? Yeah. You can't rely on a fifty yard touchdown because that happens like one every, once every three weeks uh at max right i don't think i don't think of the ram you know i'm a ram so i don't think a ram's have thrown a 50 yard touchdown so uh you can't rely on that and and russell when he's when he's going to someone he wants to catch the ball he goes to Cortland sudden um so jerry judy's a sit for me next up is curtis samuel right i don't know if i'm going to be even able to take my own advice here because if, if keenan allen's hurt you curtis samuel off. is not 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 going to be start or you know he's going to have i'm going to have to start him if, if uh keenan allen's out but I don't know, you know, I should have had him on this list last week because it's clear that the commanders are struggling, right? Teams figured out their offense. They're not going to get in the ball downfield at all. I mean, they didn't get the ball downfield at all last week. I mean, they're playing. I mean, all of the, all of Curtis Samuel's fantasy points have been garbage time fantasy points. Um, So I don't know. I, I know he's got a, an okay matchup this week versus Tennessee. But it, it's just not something I would count on. I think Curtis Samuel is going to go back to like three catches for 14 yards, that kind of deal. I think Terry, you know, Washington will realize their 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 best receiver is Terry McLaurin, uh, and then next up is honestly uh, the, the rookie, um, Dot Dotson. So it could be a tough rest of the season if you're relying on Curtis Samuel to get you points. Next up and finally is Darnell Moody. Um, this would have been obvious at, after week three, but he put up a solid week in, in week four. I, I think he had 94 yards on three catches. Yeah, I one just of those catches was like 70-something yards or something like that. So he's yeah, not – Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't count on it. He's, he's not no dependability. I don't think Justin Fields has thrown for over 165 yards in a game this year. No. Uh, it's tough. You know, that was the issue. I wanted to draft Arnold Moody because he's got such high opportunity share. Right, but opportunity generally goes so far when Justin Fields is your quarterback. Right, if Andy Dalton was in Chicago, Darnell Moody would be a, a top fifteen wide receiver. Right, but but the the Bears fucked up. They they spent a, a lot of money and a lot of draft picks on Justin Fields, and they're paying the price this year. And and so are we if we're we're Darnell Moody owners. So I think he's a sit. Yeah, and like I said earlier, I wouldn't discount Curtis Samuel. The the Tennessee Titans have given up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. So I do think it's a favorable matchup for the commanders. I actually think the commanders do beat the Titans this week. So 
if you're forced to start Curtis Samuel, there's a lot of other worse options out there. But otherwise, yeah, Darnell Mooney, totally agree with you. And then we're both agreeing on Judy. So let's move on to tight ends. So my tight end stardoms, Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin is still available even in my league. I don't know how he is. I would pick him up, but I already have Zach Ertz and David Njoku, so I can't really justify having three tight ends on my team. And there's no way I'd ever play Tyler Conklin at this point over them. But he does have a favorable matchup going up against Miami this week. I think that Tyler Conklin, is, especially with Zach Wilson back, like I said, with Corey Davis, the passing game is going to be reignited with Zach Wilson. He's a lot better than Flacco is at this point in his career. The tight, the the Miami Dolphins too. They are they give up the six most fantasy points to tight ends. I think he has a good matchup coming up this weekend. Mo Ali Cox for the for the Colts tonight. Mo Ali Cox found the end zone twice last week. I think him and Matt Ryan are developing a sort of chemistry. And after Michael Pittman, Matt Ryan really doesn't have too many other targets to, to throw to. I think Mo Ali Cox is going to emerge as a go-to fantasy guy for him. I think he ranks in the top 10, I believe, so far this year. Yeah, he's number 10th overall. Your tight end in scoring. He's definitely a start for me this weekend. And then my last one is Tyler Higby. Sorry, Mike Isecki. I don't know why I said Tyler Higby. Mike Isecki. So Mike Isecki, for me, I've always liked Mike Isecki. He's kind of been lost since Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell have been so phenomenal to start the year. But now that you have Teddy Bridgewater taking over for Tua, I think Teddy Bridgewater isn't going to throw as deep as Tua is used to. They're going to do more more passes in the slot. I think that's going to open up the field for Mike Gusecki for sure this week. So he's definitely a start for me. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I can't agree with Mike Gusecki. Unfortunately, he he's he, the thing about him is he's too good of a blocker. True. Right? He's he, that's where they use him, and I I actually think. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, he, I don't know if he's a better arm, but he, he he knows how to navigate the pocket okay. I actually see him as a viable option for starting. I, I really do. I think the one thing I hope is that he doesn't get hurt. I mean, I, I love Teddy Bridgewater so much. I think a lot of NFL fans do. He, he's basically impossible. Oh, yeah. He's right. a great story. Great story. And, and you know, what, what's worse is that he's had so many concussions, and that's the last thing you want, right? I think we all understand the NFL's dangerous. They're modern-day gladiators. Uh, but, you know, the last thing we want is for people to get hurt, um, especially because, you know, we, we feel a pretty strong connection to some of these guys through fantasy football and what makes this so amazing. So I can't can't agree with Gusecki. Um, Moelle Cox is also a tough one for me as well. He had a huge game last week, but Moelle Cox has been in the league for a while. He's never really been a huge receiving threat. Um, and, and it was weird. It's like last weekend. Matt Ryan threw like 170 yards to his tight ends. And Michael Pittman was like not even on the field. Or he was on the field, he just wasn't getting targeted. So hopefully, you know, I'm a Michael Pittman owner. Hopefully that changes. <laughs> um, but I just don't know if Ali Cox will have the consistency. Uh, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong. It's a new quarterback. It's a new offense. You know, Molly Cox, he's been having okay weeks, right? He's not – he wasn't invisible and then showed up. Uh, so maybe you're right. I, you know, I'm kind of more hoping that it's Michael Pittman who gets the – the 170 yards this or tonight, but uh, Tyler Conklin for sure. That was a you've been talking about him for a while, and he's he's proven to be a really consistent and and high scoring tight end. So, yep. My starts: Robert Tunyon he caught another touchdown last weekend, but he did so on I think two receptions for 12 yards, either 12 or 22 right, yeah. yards. Um, I think he's he's going to be back to be being a touchdown machine. Right, he was good, you know, before he tore his ACL. Um, 
And I, I just think, you know, Green Bay is still struggling a little bit. I don't think the Giants are, you know, necessarily have an unbelievable defense. I'm seeing they're ranked fifth against tight ends, which is, which is good. Um, you know, Robert Tonya, he's not projected to do very well, but, you know, a touchdown changes everything. And I think Green Bay, unfortunately, they're going to score maybe, maybe a few touchdowns this week. Uh, it's in, they or it's in, where is it? It's in London, which is awesome. I get to watch. Hey, that's an early morning for you, Allie. That's uh, a. Uh, I mean, start. I have a, I have an eight month old daughter who's up at five a.m. anyway, so <laughs> I'll already be up. But mom's definitely going to be having a mimosa while uh, maybe. <laughs> that's actually a great. Bottle. That's actually great for you. Oh yeah, I love it. It's great. Well, the fact that it starts at six thirty a.m., you're going to be up anyways. Yeah, I mean, um, even before I had a daughter, I was still always up like five five thirty running, especially on a football Sunday because I had to be at the bar by ten a.m. But I love the London games because I literally would get back from my run, pour some champagne, sit on the couch, and and watch the game, and and then get yeah. ready. So I actually like the London games. I know a lot I, of I like them too. I didn't like them at first because the matchups were so bad. I mean, you had like when Jacksonville was terrible, and they would play a team like the Texans or something. But the matchups lately have been good. Last week was pretty entertaining with the Vikings and the Saints came down to the last second where the Saints missed the tying field goal that hit off the crossbar. So the the games have been getting definitely better. So I you know, I love football any time of the day, six thirty in the morning on the east on the west coast. Totally fine with me. I know next week I'm gonna be traveling to New Jersey to visit my family for a few weeks and I gotta get used to football starting again at one PM instead of ten AM. So that's I like football tough. as soon as I wake up. Yeah, me too. I, I actually I joked about it. I said that's the best part about living in California. This football oh, yeah. starts at 10 a.m. Perfect. And then and then the Sunday night game ends, you know, around eight o'clock. You still can just go to sleep early, sleep off the hangover the next day before work. It's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh so <laughs> next up I have Dalton Schultz. Schultz had zero points last week, but you know, I you kind of saw that coming because he was hurt. Um, maybe Dak is back. Maybe he's not regardless. You know, I think this is going to be a game where there's points for, uh, I think that, you know, you said Jalen Ramsey is not what he used to be. There's been a lot of questionable plays from him this year. What he is good at is he is an unbelievable run defender, like unbelievable run defender. I know that's not what you pay your quarterbacks to do. Uh, I also think he matches up okay against CD lamp, right? His height there is, is valuable. Because he's actually probably taller than CD Lamb, so in the end zone, I think you're going to see a tough time throwing those fade routes to CD Lamb because I think Jalen Ramsey would be all over that. So I think Dalton Schultz scores a touchdown this week. Um, Bobby Wagner has been okay; he hasn't really been great. So the Rams still are struggling a little bit with with tight ends. Um, they're struggling basically all over the place on defense, um, to some degree. Um, but I, 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 I would start Dalton Schultz this week. You know, obviously this hinges on him being healthy. But uh, he's a good player. With Dak, he's, he's a tight end one. Uh, I really believe that. Next up is Tyler Higby. So I think we disagreed on Tyler Higby last week. I just had the advantage of, of the fact that I am a, a Rams fan. I've watched every single Rams game. And I basically, you know, unfortunately, I knew it was going to happen that game. Stafford was going to drive down the field and get caught in the end zone or in, and then get stuck in the, in the red zone. And, and every game against San Francisco is the same. He throws his, his little four-yard passes to Higby. Uh, some of them are on a third down. They move the chain. Some of them are on first down. I think this is a little bit of a different story. I think it's not going to be, you know, Dallas, is, Dallas isn't as good a defense as San Francisco. 
you know, I think Higby could, could catch a screen that goes for 25. I think he could catch four more passes for on second and third down to move the chains. And then I think he could get a touchdown. But regardless, I think, you know, Tyler Higby may not really need to be on this list moving forward. He's the tight end five. Um, but, you know, he's always had some doubts and I think I've heard some doubts too. So I think this is the last week he's on my start list and I think he's going to be a, a consistent start moving forward. Yeah, I actually recommended my, my friend who finally pulled the plug and dropped Kyle Pitts this week. I said, pick up, she had George, uh, not George, she had Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby. And she said, should I pick up either of them? I said, I would personally pick up Gerald Everett, but Tyler Higby is just as good. He is going to get targets. He seems to be Matt Stafford's number two guy. So I will agree with you on Higby. And then, well, let's go real quick to my sit-ums. I have Pat Fryermuth, and he had a good a good game last week against the Jets. This week, they're going up against the Bills. He has a rookie quarterback throwing to him now. I think he's pretty much a sit for the indefinite future until we see what Kenny Pickett can do. But which why I wanted to move on to the sit-em. I actually disagree with you. I have Robert Tunyon as a sit-em. You mentioned before the Giants are very good against opposing tight ends. This is a game in London. I know that shouldn't affect it that much, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to utilize the run game a lot more with his offense. The Giants, actually, the Giants do have a good passing game, a pass defense. They don't have a good run defense. I think Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to get the ball a lot more. I think we're going to see a lot of screens set up to them. I think that it's going to be a lot of short passes. We've seen teams, that's how you beat the Giants, is take advantage of of their of their pass rush that they well take advantage that they don't do good against the short passes we saw that in the Dallas game so Robert Tunyon was actually going to be a sit for me and then I just had to throw at Evan Ingram in there just because I want to hate on him again because I'm frustrated <laughs> with how how bad he did when he was with my Giants but since he had that one big week he has gone back to do to fantasy irrelevancy he hasn't done pretty much anything. Jaguars, they do have a favorable matchup against the Texans this week, but I think it's a lot. It's a bit. It's a. It's a closer game than more people think. I think that the Jaguars will run the ball more than they throw it. So he is my final sit-em. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I, you're right about Robin or, or Evan Engram. For for Tunyon, <laughs> I just think he's going to get a touchdown. I'm sorry. I, I think this is going to be a. I think Green Bay is going to put up a lot of points this game. I I hate to say that. I believe me. Every time. Uh, I see the Giants on the on the TV screen. I'm rooting for them for you, but you know, all honestly, Green, I think Green Bay almost Green... lost to like a fourth round draft pick to the on the Patriots the other day. They did, so but that I, was a little, there was some funky team. stuff going on in that game. There was some weird re- referee calls. Yeah, that's true. Still, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going with my gut here. Uh, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, believe me, I don't want Aaron Rodgers to do anything. Um, <laughs> don't let Mark hear that. <laughs> I think Mark knows that. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so my sits are Evan Engram, just like you, right? I, I made a bad pick on him. I think I told you guys right. week three he was a reasonable start. That was not the case. Um, you know, Evan Engram, he 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 he's a you know. <laughs> I dealt with the same thing in Detroit. You know, when I was a I'm a Stafford fan, so I was a Detroit fan for a little bit, and and we had Eric Ebron, and he was he was even worse than than Evan Engram was. So I certainly understand your suffering there. I put Moali Cox in here just because, you know, I, I think that, you know, two tight ends on the Colts caught a lot of passes last week. I don't remember the name of the other one, but uh, it's too uncertain for me, especially given the fact that Michael Pittman also had a down week. Now they're without 
another without uh, Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if that necessarily does anything for the tight ends. I think it may actually hurt them a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I, I have him as a sit. And then lastly, Gerald Everett, right? Mainly this is because if Keenan Allen is back, then they have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and they've got some other speedy wide receivers who play the slot, right? Gerald Everett's good, but I just don't see him getting the opportunity to share. And if Justin Herbert's out, I mean, that's an auto sit for me. So just with all the cert- uncertainty in L.A., and given the little, you know, Gerald Everett hasn't been crazy recently. Uh, I, I'd have him as a say. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. They are playing the Browns. The Browns do very well against tight ends. They just shut Kyle Pitts down last week. They shut Pat Frymuth down the week before. So I'll agree with that one right there as well. Evan Ingram, he's getting into like the Cole Komet status for me, but not that bad. <laughs> so uh, this is probably the last time I'm just going to mention anything about Evan Ingram until he actually does something consistently. Well, I took your advice. I was terrified that I might make a mistake and write Cole Komet in this blog post. So <laughs> <laughs> just I'll, I'll heed your advice. Just let oh, me believe me, I watched the whole Giants game last week. I mean, I flipped. I had red zone on as well, so I didn't watch every single play because I there's just too much going on. But yeah, Cole Komet just fantasy irrelevant. I I, I don't I don't want to hear about Cole Komet anymore. I mean, Cole Komet, what does he have? Like two or three catches on the entire season. I don't even know where he ranks. I I I would have to. Yeah, I I just looked it up. Cole Komet. This is the last time I'm ever going to bring him up again. Cole Komet is the 47th ranked tight end in fantasy football. 47th. Again, there's 32 teams. And most teams all have one tight end that actually does the catching. So for Cole Komet, he should be literally not owned in any single league. He's averaging a solid two targets per game. Yeah. Yeah. He has has 5.6 fantasy points on the entire year. So, no. I don't want to hear any more about Cole Komet. There's guys (laughs) named like Pharaoh Brown and Josh Oliver and, and Johnny Munt who I don't even know who rank higher on fantasy points this year than Cole Komet. That's you, all I'm going to say about Cole Komet anymore. On Sunday Night Football, did you see that the – I think it was the Bucks. They had like a, a makeshift offensive lineman, I think basically was probably a tight end, who caught like a 30-yard pass. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I did. Think, I did. I wonder if that guy has more points now than uh, – He probably does. He probably does. <laughs> It's oh, funny. I think he's number like forty-seven. He may be the long snapper and uh, <laughs> a run-blocking tight end, and he caught he, he caught a good pass. So yeah, no, give him credit. But yeah, Cole Komet, don't want to hear him again. Anyway, <laughs> we'll we'll round it out with defenses real quick. So my stardom defense is obviously Minnesota going against Chicago. They're definitely a stardom for me. I picked them up in my league. I'm I'm starting them this weekend. Miami, they're going up against the Jets. I know Xavier and Howard might not be available. But I think they will cause Zach Wilson to throw a couple interceptions. He threw a few interceptions against the Steelers last week. He's better than Joe Flacco, but he's still mistake prone. I think that Miami is a good start this week. And then San Francisco, they're going up against the Panthers, who the Panthers are just a total disappointment behind Baker Mayfield. Mayfield's terrible. They're definitely going to put the pressure on Mayfield. Christian McCaffrey, he hasn't even been utilized this year in, in their offense. I think that the Niners are, again, a good start this season, th- this week for sure. So those are my starts. And the 49ers, they lead. They, they rank first out of all defenses in in points this week, this this year. So, Jacob, who do you have for starts? Yep. So I got Baltimore, I got Pittsburgh, and I got Dallas. Oh, no, I don't. Sorry. 
I was reading your uh your oh, sit-ups. Mine. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, I, I got the Rams. I got Minnesota. I got Green Bay. The yeah. Rams. You know, I think Dallas's offensive line is not what it used to be. We saw what a good defensive line does to a bad offensive line last Monday when the Rams played the, the 49ers. Unfortunately, that was not right. the 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 you know that was not what I wanted it to be. Um, or or you know that scenario played out badly for me, but I think it plays well for us this week. I think Aaron Donald will cause some problems. I think Cooper Rush, although he's been good, the Rams, you know, Jalen Ramsey does get turnovers, right? He 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 catches balls that that other quarterbacks just don't catch. And I think Cooper Cooper Rush. I first of all, I expect Cooper Rush to start this game. I don't think rushing Dak back, especially when the Cowboys are what are they three and one now? Yeah, I, I think, think they already smart. said Cooper Rush is going to start this week. So yeah, um, you know, I think I'm actually happy about this as a Rams fan, but um, I expect a, a turnover or two. I expect you know some scoring, but nothing crazy. So uh, that's that. Next up, Minnesota. They're playing the Bears. That's it there's nothing else that needs to be said there um and then <laughs> lastly is green bay um yeah no i agree they're playing the giants we don't know how daniel if daniel jones is even gonna play so yeah uh, if daniel jones doesn't play uh and and the worst part is is that tyrod taylor what's his status uh he got a concussion so he might not play if if tyrod's out if Ty- daniel jones is out then it's gonna be davis webb who we called up from the practice squad but Daniel Jones was practicing yesterday. He's practicing again today. So it sounds like oh, that's good. Jones will play this week. He looked pretty limp. He looked like he was limping for sure on that ankle. Yeah, he did. So, so yeah, hopefully which he's is another thing. Even if he plays, his mobility might be in question. So even as a Giants fan, I won't disagree. Green Bay is a good start. For my sit I am sitting Baltimore this week. They're going up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, after starting the year 0-2, they've looked like their old selves the past two games. I know they played the Jets when they won the one, but against Miami, Miami has a good defense. The Bengals did put up some points there. So I'm sitting Baltimore. Baltimore also hasn't had a lot of good few weeks anyway. They gave up 40-something points to Miami a few weeks ago. They lost to the Bills last weekend. I think Baltimore's a sit. Pittsburgh's another sit. They're going up to, against the Bills. I don't think we got to reflect any more on that. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 14-point underdogs. That just goes to show you what Vegas think is going to happen in that game. And then my final sit is Dallas. They are going against the Rams. I love betting against team or betting for teams that are coming off embarrassing losses. I think the Rams, kind of like when they face the Falcons after losing to the Bills, I think they're going to be hyped up. I think the offense is going to gel. Stafford's going to have a really good game. So I'm sitting Dallas's defense. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, uh, I took Dallas too. That's my first pick. I followed you also to Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, that should be self-explanatory. I think that game could be like 48 to nothing. And then lastly is Washington. Uh, Washington's defense hasn't been that bad. Um, but they have kind of gotten behind early in games and then, right. you know, played kind of contained football. Or not, not contained football, but but, you know, the other team has been running the ball, so they haven't given up as many points as they should have. Um, I think Tannehill, but more importantly, I think Derrick Henry is just going to go off. You know, mm-hmm. Tannehill, I know I hate him in a little bit too much. He's not that bad. He can run an offense. I think Tennessee needs to get their season straight here. And I think they'll do so by beating up on Washington a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Washington's definitely a sit for me. I think that they're pretty much a sit 
all year unless they're playing the Bears. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's true. But yeah, no, all good, all good stuff. So we are running out of time. So I want to tell the listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening to our show. I hope that you guys got some good advice. And if you have any more questions, follow us on Twitter on the Nothing But Locks podcast. That is at NBL podcast. Follow us, send us messages. I'm always responding as soon as I can. We'll keep you up to date with any question. Also check out every week. Jacob puts on Tuesday his waiver wire pickups. So definitely check out that blog every Tuesday to see who you should be targeting every week. And before we go, Jacob, you have any last thoughts for the audience? If you got Melvin Gordon, start him. If you got your Sunday free, enjoy it. Watch the football. Hope everyone's having a good season. Awesome. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.